this is a podcast. Um, I'm very excited Ooh. for uh, this part of the calendar year. Okay. <clears throat> the upcoming Christmas season, particularly. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it the Christmas season rather than the holiday season. Okay. Are you alright with that? I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, I had an interesting experience the other day. I had a I have a Muslim student in my class. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry. And uh, and he was gone for a day. Keep your eye on that one. <laughs> he he's the one who uh, got in big trouble because he was in the computer lab, uh, and he was on. He he wanted to like watch some video that the teacher had shown them, and he and the teacher was like, no, not right now, and. So he goes, he's like, okay, I'll just go on the computer, and he's like looking at video game websites that he's not supposed to. Uh-huh. So he goes to this art website, and they have these headphones, and he has the headphones on, and he's like kind of giggling. The, the, teach, the computer teacher <laughs> told me this. Apparently, part of, the, part of the website, you like, it's not just art, it's an art thing, or an art program, but you can also type in words. So he was typing in bad words and having it read it back to him. Wait, we did that. And but here's the thing: he would like delete them when the teacher came over, so right. the teacher couldn't see. But the teacher has the ability to like bring up the keystrokes on his computer. Oh, seriously? Yeah. So he said it was creepy. He sent me an email that had everything that was on there. It was like, bitch ass motherfucker, fuck Mr. Fossum, this all oh, this stuff. Yeah. Seriously? Oh, yeah. And here's the best part. It was the day of his parent conference. Oh no, that's awesome! So his mom comes to the parent conference. You're like Chris Hansen. Yeah, you've got the kid's chat log. Uh-huh. And so I show this and everything, and his mom was like, oh, "I'm so humiliated and everything." That's great. Anyway, wow. So he was gone for a for a holiday, and he comes to school the next day. I'm like, "Oh, here's your homework that you missed." And he says, "You know, I don't think I should have to do this homework because I had a you know religious holiday and everything." Was it Diwali? No, no. Anyway, he says... Because they uh, have something for that in my office. Oh, really? So it's the only one I know. He said, uh, he said, yeah, I don't think I should have to do this. And I said, well, let me ask you this. Do you get time off for Christmas break? Yeah. And even though you don't celebrate Christmas, right? Yeah. I said, okay. I won't, let you do, I won't make you do this homework, but I'll give you homework over Christmas break. How does that sound? <laughs> He's like, I'll nice. do the homework. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I mean... So is he kind of like a... No, like, I like him. I mean, he's, he's, he's not a bad kid. But he, he, I mean, it sounds like he's trying to play you or something. Well, you know, they, like all, a... they all try and do that. Oh, okay. That's just the way kids are. Well, you need to get the upper hand. Things. I have the upper hand. Oh. I'm not worried about it. Okay. Anyway, um... But I yeah. find that hilarious, though, because, I mean, like, well, we were older. I guess we were in, like, high school, but we would type words in the computer, and it oh, would read totally. it back to us, and we'd giggle. We still do that, don't we? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, some things are universal. Yes, indeed. Uh, but at in that position, I can't be like, "Oh, that's hilarious." You know, I have to be like, "Oh no, don't do that." Well, especially if he's writing, "Fuck Mr. Fawcett." Right, exactly. Yeah. Um. So anyway, the whole like Christmas holiday thing, mm-hmm. you know, happy holidays and being sensitive to all this stuff. I'm really, I'm sensitive, I guess, in some ways, but in other ways, I'm like, you know, there are jobs like Amanda's old job. They told her you can't say Merry Christmas. Right. Because it'll be offensive to certain people. But see, yeah, but like you celebrate Christmas. Right. So can't you say Merry Christmas exactly. to people? I don't think, I mean, I think people are, are saying like, well, you're implying that I celebrate Christmas and I'm Jewish or I'm Muslim or I'm whatever. You right. know, how dare you? But right. I don't think you are at all. You're saying Merry Christmas. If if, if, if Chinese person, people say Happy Chinese New Year, I'm like, like right. oh my god, what am I gonna do? Right. I mean, you know? if if, uh, if uh, a Jewish person says Happy Hanukkah, I'm not like 
how dare you? I'm exactly. not. I'm not one of you. Exactly. I mean, you know, who cares? Exactly. Yeah. And and that's the thing. At schools, you know, we have to be like, oh, we have to be so sensitive, and like, we can't talk about any holidays because Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate any holidays or anything. It's like, it's not like they're like these porcelain creatures that are going to crumble if they hear about a holiday or right. something. It's just, I find it ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And this is this is another one of the things that. Uh, Adam Kroll talks about and talks about in his book is like everyone's becoming so sensitive to things and you know you can't you know you don't want to offend anyone you can't say anything and uh, you know as kids school you can't bring anything with peanuts to school anymore because one kid might have a peanut allergy right. and you know I mean everything's just what you can't do because it might harm a minority is that his concept that like he's making that we're all becoming weaker because we're not having any of these situations where we have to. Yeah, that's probably I mean, toughness or why like, the title of the book is right. Will, uh, Will All Be Chicks. I think it's more <laughs> that like it's it's not misogynist though it sounds that way. I, I think it's more that uh you know, the whole thing about uh well girls can play with, you know, trucks and action figures and, and boys can play with dolls if they want to and, and you know, his point is, well no, like there should be boys, there should be girls. We don't need to merge these into one you know, like the community mascot, genderless, right. faceless, Human being. yeah, <laughs> raceless, uh, you know, sexual preferenceless. Did you see the latest one? I didn't. Oh, it, is re- it may be the best one. I hear that from everybody. It's really good. It's, it's really on TiVo. Good. I can go watch it now if you want. <laughs> Come right back. If I'll you take, want to I'll do I'll a solo, rest of this. solo podcast. Um, you know, I remember as kids in elementary school even, we we would have the little Christmas like advent calendar. Oh, really? That? With all the little, like, windows, and you'd open the windows for each day, and each day would have a little, like, candy in it. Do you remember that? I'm offended by that. Do you remember those? I don't. We had that really? in, like, the classroom? Yeah. You don't remember them at all. Wait, each kid had one, or there was, like, a no, classroom there was one, one for the classroom. You don't remember that concept at all? I don't. You've never seen it? It's like... Well, I've seen an advent calendar. Okay. With, but, with I mean, the I don't... doors that yeah. open with the treat. Yeah, we had it in the classroom, and, like, they'd p- the teacher would pick someone, like, okay, you get to open today's thing and get the treat. And wow. Whatever. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like... You should do that in your classroom. Yeah, <laughs> and every day, just suck it, Muslim kid. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. No Reese's Pieces for you. Anyway, because I'm so excited about the upcoming Christmas season, mm-hmm. even though it's not even Thanksgiving yet, right? I put up my Christmas lights today. I heard that. Yeah, you're that guy. I am that guy. Have I'm, you seen I'm anyone else in your neighborhood no. with their? Okay, no, and I don't care. <laughs> All right, yeah. We we talked to our before I left to come over here. We went outside because it had just kind of gotten dark and. Uh, we looked at them and stuff, and our neighbors across the street, not Jack and Joe, but the neighbors right across <laughs> right. the street, they came out, and they're like, oh, we think it looks great, and everything, and, um, it's fun. I got to be up on my roof, which mm-hmm. is something, I mean, I used to go on my parents' roof, but, like, getting to walk around on the roof of my home that I own was kind of a seminal moment for me. So, do you get on the roof and then, like, hang over to attach them? I did. Um. That seems perilous. Well, the reason why is I, I wouldn't have to for parts of it because mm-hmm. you hang them on the little eaves or whatever. Right. But on the when you face the house on the left side over okay. the window, it makes like an, there's like an A. Uh-huh. And there are no eaves there. Right. So I was like – I got these little clips to hang them on. And they stick right on both the, both the shingles, which is what they stuck on there, and the eaves everywhere else. Hmm. So. Very nice. And we took down the antenna. Or I took down the antenna oh. that was on the roof. The old TV antenna. I didn't realize you had one. Connected to right. Yeah. I was worried. You did that really... today? Yeah. Wasn't there uh, like rain and lightning? It didn't rain at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I was worried that it was going to, but that it was nice out. And so I was like, maybe like 10, 30, 11. I was like, there's a little break in the rain. Let's 
you know? Let's do this. Let's action. tempt fate. Yeah. So what did you do with this? Because those things are huge, right? The antennas? Yeah. It wasn't as massive as I was expecting it to be because at my parents' old house, or my parents' house, we took down their old antenna that was like enormous, like 30 feet high, this huge thing. It took like four or five adults to take it down. Wow. Um, like all these guide wires, like all across mm-hmm. the house and everything. But this one I was able to do by myself. Like Amanda didn't go on the roof at all. It was all me on the roof doing all this stuff. Which felt kind of And what do you too. do with it? Uh, it's in the backyard right now. Hmm, classy. <laughs> like back by the... Uh, Just throw it over the fence. <laughs> that's actually what we said because I think uh, Kelly Lux are gone. Yeah. And I was like, let's text him and say, hey, we left a present for you in the backyard and just throw it over the fence. Nice. So <laughs> it's not... A art piece back there, you know, just... Other than, like, the whatever's holding it to the roof, it's not connected to anything? It's not connected to, like, the power lines or anything? No. There's okay. there's one big wire mm-hmm. uh, that had, like, the rubber insulation around it or whatever, but it had already been cut. Wow. Yeah. So it, there was a couple places where it was connected to the uh, chimney. So I had to undo those, but you got to get rid of it so Santa can come. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, we're you know you went to our house the other day. We already had some blue lights up in the bushes. Right. We had a wreath up. I thought those were your Thanksgiving lights. Yeah. And uh, and we've got. I don't know if you smelled the pine cones at all when you were there. Uh, no. Okay. Is that a metaphor? <laughs> No, I, I don't want to smell I, your pine I'm cones. I'm trying to buy new ones because maybe they're worn off or something. But a couple of weeks ago, I bought these cinnamon pine cones at the grocery store. It's like $4 for a bag of them. They smell like strongly of cinnamon. Hmm. So we put them in a couple bowls like, yeah, around I did. the house. And they oh, just, you walk into the house and it's like, you just kind of get this smell of cinnamon. It's great. I'm a little bit hard of smelling. I usually am too. Oh. We had an old, I mean, we talked about that in one of the old podcasts about how my sense of smell is really bad. Like mm-hmm. one of the first ones. Remember my gag reflex? That's why this friendship works so well. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit stuck, man. If one of us has nasal surgery, it's over. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, like, I'm, I'm really getting into the Christmas spirit early this year. And Good. I like, like, I'm looking forward to driving home and being like, oh, there's the lights on my house. And well, and, and I think your neighborhood, like, there's a lot of Christmas lights and Definitely. people decorating and things. Definitely. I mean, we always like driving around there at the holiday time, too. For I'm looking forward to this year, like, the Fabulous 40 thing, just, mm-hmm. like, walking over there right. from our house this year. You're yeah. fabulous. Yes. You're well, living a fabulous Technically, life. we don't live in the Fabulous 40s, but... Well... I mean, we're a couple blocks away. Yeah. So. You're a hanger-on. Yeah. <laughs> we live in the suburbs of the Fabulous 40s. Yeah, exactly. The final thing that I'm excited about that you, is usually the thing that actually marks... The beginning of the Christmas season. The same way that hearing the song Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince marks the beginning of summer. Of course. Is Nutcracker music. Oh. I just, there's something about listening to Nutcracker music. Yeah. That just, ah. Oh, because. Uh, and it makes me sound gay, but I don't care. Yeah, we grew up with Nutcracker that's music and it's awesome. by far not the gayest thing you've <laughs> ever said. Yeah, I mean, we grew up. In elementary school, putting on a version of the Nutcracker like every year. Also, we were putting on the Ritz. We put on several Ritz. <laughs> we did, I mean, what, second, I guess just second and third grade? I participated in, in sixth grade as well. Well, and I did it in kindergarten and first grade too. Ooh. Yeah, but our teacher did it every year and whatever, whoever was in those classes yeah. went through it. So yeah, the Nutcracker music has a special place Definitely. in my and heart. And it always will, like... I, at, at Amanda's parents' house, they have the little, like, uh, player piano thing that, mm-hmm. that you put in the little CDs and it does it on its own. Um, and they have the Nutcracker on there. And I'm just like, oh, I could just sit there. 
I could just sit like on the piano, like pretending that I'm playing along, <laughs> closing my eyes. Oh, that's great. That's that's awesome. Am I going too far? No. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't feel like it'd be that tough to just learn to play the piano. Maybe. Instead, of I mean, I, to... I learned when I was a kid, right? Um, but I have since unlearned. I look forward to your uh, Nutcracker concerto. <laughs> Maybe someday. Maybe yeah. Someday. Well, I look forward to it. Um, that, that brings up a, a point I wanted to ask you about. All right. I think that winter is better than summer. Really? I do. Is this an agree-disagree statement? Yeah. Winter is better than summer. Wow. Agree or disagree? I have to disagree. A what? I'm a teacher. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't do the teacher math. And I don't but, work during the summer. But, okay, but for what do you decorate your house? What what's, what's your summer equivalent of, you know, cinnamon pine cones and nutcracker ballet? There is none. Exactly. Um, and that's really the best thing about winter. Holiday parties, you Christmas know. Christmas parties? Holi- yes, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Christmas parties. Well, I was including New Year's. Okay, there you go. Secular New Year's. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just everything about it. I it's like, great. I like the rain when I'm home. and friends getting together. What's yeah, that? I like the so. rain when I'm home. Okay. There were some storms over the weekend uh, in the Bay Area where it's like, the kind of way on the freeway, you don't know where you're going, and like you can't yeah, see anything. Well, it's not terrifying, but it just, I'm just like, ah, oh, I just, I don't want to be in this. We don't have it that bad, though. Like, I remember being on the East Coast a couple of times, and actually having to stop on the side of the road yeah. because the weather was so bad. Right. Um, I just keep going, even though I'm not really in a lane or, you know, <laughs> those kind of things. Um, yeah, there are definitely some great things about winter and I have some time off at winter too, which is a right. for it. Um, and here's my other thing too, just in terms of weather, um, like I like much rather be cold than hot, especially like at night, you know, trying to go to sleep. You can always yeah. just put on an extra yeah, no, blanket or something and, and in Sacramento, you know, it gets so hot and there's just nothing right. you can do at a certain point. And it definitely gets hotter in the summer here than it does get colder here in the winter. Right. Sure. Right. I'm pro-winter. And I like wearing coats. Yes. But summertime is like shorts and flip-flops and girls wear less clothing. Right. And um, there's more outdoor activities. Like, you know, I, I, can, I play softball or kickball or whatever, which doesn't happen in the wintertime. Winter, because... I guess it's more of a challenge to get to see girls wearing less clothing. So you should, you know, you should appreciate a challenge. Okay. You know? Yeah, somewhere you just walk down to, you know, wherever the beach and uh, the pool and see women, you know, in basically bras. But in the wintertime, <laughs> you got to put in some time. you got to burn some calories to see that. Especially if it's not someone you're married to. That is more of a challenge. <laughs> right? So are you um, agreeing or disagreeing? I'm gonna. I have to stay firm on my, my disagreement. Okay. You make some valid points. Yeah. That winter is great. Um, well, you hate it though, so I feel bad for you. It's just getting started. Here, yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just don't like it as much as you don't like summer. it more than. Here's the other thing. Uh, baseball does not happen. Yeah, in the I know. Yeah. Well, it's still technically winter when it starts. But soccer happens, so that's. Uh... When doesn't soccer Talk happen? Talk to me in a couple of years and maybe I'll like soccer more than baseball. That's true. Ugh, that's a scary thought. When I get my Liverpool tattoo. All right. Here's another statement for you. Okay. 20 years ago, if 
20 years ago was 1990? Mm, yeah. Maybe even, maybe even 25 years ago. That was that 20 years ago. If they were to make the, um, what's his name, Dan Brown books into movies, mm. the character of Robert Langdon would be played by Harrison Ford. Oh, absolutely agree. Yeah. Absolutely agree. I, for some reason, as I was just reading the most recent one, I was thinking that. Which is funny, because Harrison Ford is definitely more of an action guy. Right. Tom Hanks. Right. But if you think about, uh, I don't know, I feel like Angels and Demons is definitely more action-y than the division. Well, and just the whole character, I feel, is is Dr. Jones minus the, you know, fist fights with Nazis, right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's reading symbols and, and recognizing these, uh, you know... They're not. They're not so much archaeological. But, but here's the other thing: twenty years ago, Harrison Ford's a lot younger, right? And I don't know if he would have been as believable. At, well, I mean, I guess he played a professor. Yeah. So I mean, anyway, what do you true. want? How old was he? Let's see. When was the first Indiana Jones? Like eighty-one, I think. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark was eighty-one. How oh, old like, was he in eighty-one? Uh, thirty-four. That's pretty young to be an archaeology professor, but I guess that was part of his whole thing was like... By the way, I made up that 34. No, I know. Okay. Well, that would make him 54 now. That's, I guess... Oh, no. No, make him 60. Well, yeah. yeah he's got to be in his 60s. You think he's in his 60s? Why don't, while I talk, you check on your phone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Please keep talking. Thank you. Um, but what I guess that was part of his thing as Dr. Jones was... That people, like in the first one, that people, a bunch of people were in his class because he was like young and cool. Wasn't that part of it? Well. Like wasn't his class full of I people? Don't, yeah, I don't know if it's so much youth as just that he seemed like a guy that was actually like going out and digging these things up and not just some old blowhard in front right. of a class talking about clay pots and things. Who else was in stuff like that? Who else would have been an actor that was prominent at that time? I don't know if I have the catalog of actors. And... Who else was in big movies in 1990? Bruce Willis. See, that's the other person I thought of, too. But... Yeah, never. But th- again, that's really action-y. And-, and the Dan Brown books aren't as action-y. Harrison as... Ford, born 1942. So he's 68. So he was... Wow, he's 68? Mm-hmm. So he was... 30... And sporting the earring. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that like old man Caesar haircut. So he was thirty nine when the first one came out. That's not that young. That's, no, that's that's kind of old. That's surprising. God, he's sixty something. Yeah, I guess I kind of blocked out the last Indiana Jones movie, so I don't really as best you re- should. <laughs> I don't really recall how old he looked at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, who else would have been a prominent actor? See, how- here's my thing too. I'm not a I'm not a Tom Hanks fan. I know. I, like we, I know. Hanks. We've talked about that on the podcast. Really, I would enjoy. Uh, I would enjoy someone else in those movies. I think. I think of Tom Hanks's movies, the uh, Angels and Demons, and, and ones were uh, were my favorites. But out of the out of all Tom Hanks's movies, yeah, not comedies. Big. Well, the no. Money I, I mean, I mean the the uh, let's say the post Philadelphia Tom Hanks. So you don't, like, I enjoy, you don't like Forrest Gump? No, I enjoy, like the, I enjoy the comedic Tom Hanks. I feel like post-Philadelphia, well, including Philadelphia, Tom Hanks became America's most overrated actor. Hmm. I think, didn't he win like Oscars back-to-back? And, and then it was just like, it became these big movies that were Apollo, just dramas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't need any of that. I don't need any of his Apollos. Hmm. 
What do you think of him now as like a director with stuff like Band of Brothers or Pacific or that kind of stuff? I didn't see like those, but I hear I they were really good. Like and yeah, I think I think that's good. Like maybe I should Netflix those because I, I like like World War Two kind of movies. Yeah, I think I would like those. Like Nazi zombies. I was Saving Private Ryan. You didn't think it was good in Saving Private Ryan? No, really. I don't like him. I like that he was a teacher in that movie. Remember, they were like, "What do you? How think? come?" They're like, "What do you think that he does?" Well, I think I liked it even before I became a teacher <laughs> oh, okay. because I just thought that was cool <laughs> that he was just so normal. Guy, you know, but became this military person that people looked up to. I like those uh, books, by the way. Yeah, they're now. You said you were kind of disappointed in the last one. Well, yeah. Okay, look at the uh, the first one was uh, they're um, they're electing a new pope, and there's someone killing cardinals around Rome, right. and he's got to go figure out. I mean, that that's pretty like momentous things right and the second one is some conspiracy uh, and that and if i'm recalling correctly it turns out that uh, jesus had actually had a child with someone and there was actually like people that had blood relations to jesus or something wasn't something that something like that yeah okay so another that's a pretty big thing in the third one that it's that a guy's gonna release a youtube video of people doing mason meetings and rituals and things i mean it was like and the CIA is like, this must be stopped. This would be catastrophic. It seemed lame. I, I, you know? I guess I need to remember more. I mean, you don't, you don't know that to... till till Not, like the th- very end, you know. And, you're, and it's like, oh, the CIA's this guy's got to be stopped. There isn't any kind of like bomb threat or any it, kind of thing exactly. Like I mean, you think that in your mind. Well, wasn't somebody killed or? Yeah, someone was kidnapped okay. that they were trying to uh, save. But but yeah, I mean. And there's all these things about these scientists and their new work and this new field and all stuff. And you think there's, yeah, like the guy's got some bomb he's going to let go. Well, it's, it's I mean, it's, yeah. I, I, I feel like, yeah. In so many, so many stories, there's like a MacGuffin device. And I guess you would expect that maybe Dan Brown's book The crime be, dog? But no, a MacGuffin device is a term that's used to represent like some device or some object that everyone's trying to get and, oh, okay. and that's what drives the story it doesn't really matter what the device is right like in pulp fiction the briefcase mm-hmm. right in uh, i think it was the last mission impossible movie in most mission impossible movies it's something but like there was some uh, some uh object or something that tom cruise is trying to get and philip seymour hoffman character is trying to get and everything and you're not even really sure what it does. It's just, it's all about this Just device. everyone's intensity to get it makes it like, valuable. The show 24 is almost entirely based on some kind of MacGuffin device. Oh, we have to get this microchip, or we have to get this recording of something. Right. We have to get, the, you know. It doesn't really necessarily matter what the device is. It's all about the pursuit of some object. So, yeah, and, and the book is still like a page turner and, right. and really good reading it. But once, once, you know, for the first maybe two thirds or so, and then once you get to the the ending and you're learning what the what they're trying to prevent it's just you're a picture like, of Dan Brown like flipping you off you're like sucker basically <laughs> I just sold eight trillion of these books loser well and then the other thing is <laughs> I'm returning it now yeah they're making it into a movie of course um so like unless they're gonna change it for the cinema that just seems like it'll be a huge letdown there too yeah for me it was exciting because I was in Washington D.C. at the right. time and like going to some of the places that were talked about. And I like that kind of, like, history of 
like the unknown history of places and things. Were like you worried that. that at any point during your tour of the Capitol or Smithsonian, you'd be thrust into this, you know, chase of your life and type thing? Not really. Okay. Not really. But that's because no. I'm a Shriner, not a Mason. <laughs> well, then you're safe. <laughs> I'm a uh, elk. Mm. The we, Knight of Columbus. We have a lodge. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you disagree or you agree that the character we played by Harrison Ford? I agree with that. I disagreed about Summer and Winter, but I agreed uh, about Harrison Ford. Okay. It, it, pending me coming up with a better name. That so, uh, so we're one and one, <clears throat> I guess, on the agrees and disagrees. So let's see if we can break the tie with this one. Legos are the best toys ever. False. What? My brother was really into Legos. Uh, of the two of us... Ooh, that, my, is, that is a good <laughs> anti-argument. My brother was always the Lego guy. Um, and he liked to build stuff. I remember I liked Duplos when I was really little. Duplos are for retards. <laughs> well, when you're like a child project one, you were... You know, I was in the womb building things with Duplos. Um, but yeah, my brother... Maybe, maybe part of it was that my brother was into it, and so I didn't want to be into it that much or whatever. But I definitely prefer, like, action figures. Okay, well, here's my thing, though. Here's okay. my argument. Okay. There's, there's two phases of Legos. There's the building phase, and then there's the playing with it phase. Right. So, so once you get to the playing with it phase, I mean, yeah, it's not like G.I. Joe's, but there's people and cars and planes and buildings and whatever. I mean, you yeah, can still... Yeah, people are pretty lame, like... You're lame. Okay. <laughs> you can still like, if you don't like the if you don't want the answer, don't ask the question. How dare you come into my home and speak ill of Legos? But the other, okay, the other part is the building because I feel like it teaches kids, um, you know, look for patterns to follow directions. Um, you know, I think you're autistic. I love building Legos. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I I think this illustrates the difference between us, maybe, in that to me the building part wasn't all that exciting. I wanted to play with them. I wanted to create the scenario or the world and the, and the, the goings-on. Mm -hmm. I didn't care about building the things. I wanted the things already constructed. I That's very put, interesting. Because putting the things together wasn't interesting. To me, the building part was the best part. And then once you know the I police station and the cars <laughs> are all built, then it's like, well, all right. You know, I, I, That's because they don't look that cool when they're built. They do look that cool when they're built. <laughs> When you have a when you have a car that has square wheels, we had like not the, that cool to play with. The road plates you put down, and there's like a hospital and a police station and an airport and this whole little city that I would build. What I would what I didn't have as a kid, but I would have liked more would have been those uh, what they call brio. I think it's like the wood um, like tracks. Where you have oh, cars yes. that go around. Those are pretty the, cool. It's like a train, right? Right. Well, we did actually have a train ground. Trains were pretty cool. Yeah. You put the train track together. There's a Lego and train. you do that and everything. But it's not as cool as the real one. It's cool. It's like all metal and, you know, everything. One of the ones I really liked as a kid was um, the little race car sets. Mm -hmm. You know, where they go do the little loop-de-loops and go around and race them and everything. Like That's the Hot Wheels cool. ones or the ones that were on, like, the electrified track thing? Both. Okay. We because also, the Hot Wheels ones, you would just like throw and its own momentum would carry yeah. the loop, right? Yeah, I guess And then the there's the ones, ones where you had like the remote. Yeah, yeah, the remote ones. The gun thing you'd like squeeze to get it to go. We actually had these other ones that, that just kind of like went on their own. And so you'd build a track and it would just continue around on the track and they were fast. But... <coughs> 
but uh, it would just it would just go on its own, and it was and it was fast. So like you have to build the track for each individual car, and so like I have them, and my brother would have them, and we'd put them in there, and they'd race each other around and things like that. And that was pretty cool. I like I definitely like the cars. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's interesting the building part of it. In that I bet it says something about our personalities. Probably that I preferred the building, and you preferred the playing. Yeah, it's easier to destroy than to create. Desperado? Easier to pull the trigger than to play the guitar. <laughs> Easier uh, to devolve into your bad Antonio Banderas accent? I don't have a bad Antonio Banderas accent. <laughs> right. um, but, uh, yeah, I, I I mean, I remember certain toys that I had that I really liked, and none of them, none of them were things that I had to put together. It was all, um, you know, the pre-built stuff. I, I mean, I liked... I guess I liked Tinker Toys somewhat. Like, I remember going to my grandparents' house. Weren't those just the ones where it's like a stick and a circle and you stick them together? Mm -hmm. And that's better than Legos? No, it's not. Okay. Um, But, I mean, to me, the the different colors and things like that, I don't know. It felt like like a test. I didn't like that. You failed the test. Maybe. You failed the Lego test. And my brother, I think my brother being so into it made me less into it. I was like, if my brother's into it, it's obviously not cool. So, how wrong we were. Do this. <laughs> really? <laughs> I wish, I wish I was podcasting with Matt right now. <laughs> he was also really into Richard Marks back then, so maybe he was cool. <laughs> now I super wish I was podcasting with Matt. We just put on some old Richard Marks records and uh, build some Legos and, uh, you know, brush each other's hair. <laughs> Whatever else came to mind. So much for me being the gay one with a nutcracker. <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather... I'd much I've reclaimed rather, the gay throne. I'd much rather attack each other with G.I. Joes and listen to Nutcracker than, uh, than re- listen to Richard Marks and play Legos, for sure. All right, well, I'd rather do it in the summer than winter. Yes, and with uh, Tom Hanks than Harrison Because then I could go in my pool. Like, I remember yeah. Zach and I, we'd, we'd, you know the blue mats that we'd have in the pool? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd put my toys on one, and he'd put his toys on the other, and we'd have like these big battleship... Or like aircraft carrier attacks and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. You can do that in winter. You weren't such a puss. <laughs> Look at those old men. They're jumping in the like iced over river. Yeah. No. And you can do it in Legos either. Because they're like... Because then the Legos would break apart and the piece would get stuck in the filter and it would destroy the pool. And... It would destroy the pool. <laughs> the pool would all of a sudden dry up. And... Right. You just have a big dirt hole in your ground. Exactly. It'd be a nightmare. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I'm glad you won't be uh, hogging the Legos. I won't. If you have Legos, you're... you're... I do have Legos. <laughs> Here's the thing. Do you really have Legos? No. I have okay. like a car I bought at the Lego okay. store. And... If you if you have Legos and you build them, I would maybe play with what you built with, but probably not for a very long time because it probably wouldn't be very cool. Well, plus, that's all part of my master plan. Plus, I don't like the like... The next generation of Legos, it's all like electronic and, and oh, yeah, no. you know where they move and they, no, that's, yeah. There was, know. there was the Duplos for the retarded babies and then there's like, yeah, those weird space age ones right. to try and get older kids. No. Robotics. It's, it's like yeah, that. it's the Legos. I would argue that Legos are the most overrated toy of all time. Boom! That's it. This is our final. <laughs> get the hell out. This is our final podcast. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. What can I say? That's You'll, the way I feel. You can say you disagree. I disagree. And I'll say I agree. So I disagreed. I No. Yeah, I disagreed, agreed, disagreed. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. We're individuals, I guess. It is.
Much to the uh, surprise of many, I'm sure. Yeah, we are not the same person. Right. We're we're like Gollum when we turn to the side and we're talking and we have... We're one person with a split personality. Why can't we be like Burt Reynolds or something? I mean, why do we have to be Gollum? Um, Gollum's complicated. Exactly. Burt Reynolds is simple. I want something simple. <laughs> and mustachioed. All right, Burt Reynolds it is. I'll agree with that. Agree. All right, that's a podcast. That's a podcast. Wherever you go, whatever you